trade efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends. Joining us in episode 41 is Rob Ulsh, Rob's Vice President of Dealer and International Sales at Great Dane, where he answers my question about why trailers are more than just boxes on wheels. He talks about dealing with the ups and downs of trailer demand, new trailer designs, and how data and electrification are impacting trailer development. He also shares his thoughts on the role trailers will play in trucking in the future and on what he thinks people need to know about trailers. Today we have joining us Rob Ulsh. Rob is Vice President, Dealer and International Sales at Great Dane Trailers. He's also a director on NACFI's board. Hello, Rob. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, good afternoon. You know, you're the first expert in this uh, podcast series from a trailer builder. And I'm really excited because, you know, far too often in this this business, I think we focus on on the tractor and really the the trailer is what's what's bringing all the freight. Um, You know, this is titled freight efficiency with Mike Roth and friends. So you, you remember when we first met Rob and how, how we became friends? Yeah, if uh, my memory serves me correct, um, we met about five years ago at the TMC show. Um, I remember NACFI was making some promotional videos. And at the time, our executive vice president, Chris Hammond, was on your board. And he said, hey, take a walk with me. Come on over here. I want to introduce you to somebody who's doing great things for our industry. And lo and behold, that was you. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it. I remember it too. And, um, you know, one thing that the team and I always appreciate is uh, Great Dane. You guys know how to have fun. Um, and um, at those events, uh, there's always always something around the Great Dane booth that's, uh, that's fun to be part of. Um, we appreciate uh, all, all that you do for NACFI and so forth, but let's just dig in. I mean, so tell us about Great Dane. Um, you know, it, it's it's a long history. I think you you celebrated uh, a milestone not too long ago. So tell us a bit about the company, and then we'll get into you personally. Yeah. So so Great Dane is 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 well known in the trailer industry as a manufacturer. The reality is, um, we look at ourselves kind of differently. We look at ourselves as a goods mobility company. Uh, everything we do here is is really revolves around the efficient delivery and movement of goods. Um, we certainly manufacture trailers, uh, but we build truck bodies. Uh, we're in the parts and service business. We have a widespread distribution network um, that covers not only the U.S., but internationally as well. Um, we've recently moved into telematics with our Fleet Pulse product, which is kind of transforming the company again into a, a data-minded company. Um, so it's exciting time here at Great Dane. And uh, and how long have you been in business? And tell us a little bit about uh, uh, about maybe uh, you know a, a highlight or two in your history. Yeah, so uh, unbelievably, we've been in business for 120 years. Wow. As of 2020, and and we were you know the biggest biggest highlights are hard to pick out, but uh, we did forge the first refrigerated trailer in the industry. Um, We've, we've built our footprint over nine manufacturing facilities across the country. So Great Dane's been at it a long time and doing it well. Very cool. And how about you personally? I mean, what, uh, tell us a little bit about your career and, and um, you know, what brought you to, to this work at Great Dane and, and sort of what drives you, uh, you know, in, in your efforts? Yeah, so I've been, I've been around the industry since I was a little kid. My stepdad um, actually built dump trailers and, and design dump trailers. So we were around the shop as kids and 
threw the baseball off the wall, did that sort of thing. Never in my life did I think I would would evolve into the trailer industry. I actually went went to school for for finance and um, and then started actually selling uh, equipment at the same company that my stepfather worked for, and uh, that kind of just evolved. I moved from there to the Johnson Truck Bodies, um, which is now owned by Great Dane, and that's kind of where I my springboard over to the Great Dane side was. And my current role here is vice president of dealer and international sales. And uh, just recently was given the, the ownership and leadership of the truck body sales division as well. So breaking news for you. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, I gotta believe, uh, you know, they're, you know, truck bodies and, and trailers are, are similar, but vastly different too. Um, so good luck, good luck with all of that. Um, I've all, you know, I've always, um, wondered you know uh sometimes trailers in their role is uh you know either maybe the rodney danger field of freight moving right you don't get any credit and you know even as i started to do you know in the middle of my career as i started to work with trailers and more i mean you know we'd hear this term well it's just a box on wheels you know and there's it's so cheap that and and such a you know that a lot of them just sit around they don't even you know there's three trailers for everyone but that whole concept of of uh, you know of a box on wheels does that piss you off as a trailer industry and a trailer builder or um, you know uh, or, or is it even true? Well, for me, it, it doesn't make me mad. Um, I kind of look at it as an opportunity to educate. If you look back just here in our recent um, year and a half worth of dealing with COVID, um, you know, we became essential. That was a term that was assigned to us. Um, we kept our doors open our manufacturing facilities going. Um, and, and ultimately it turned into uh, a bunch of Great Dane trailers uh, delivering the first uh, COVID vaccines for warp speed. So I think we're a little bit more than a box on wheels. Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't mean to be too critical there, but because um, oh, no. I've, I've, I've recognized, and I think that, um, you know, it, it, these are combination vehicles. It takes both to do the job. And, um, and then let, let's get into sort of the, the uh, and bef you know, we're going to get into the technologies and why, um, you know, these, uh, you know, we've heard 2021 was the year of smart trailers and, and a lot of other things that are, that are really a lot of technology uh, coming on these trailers. But, but, but before we do that, um, just can you put in context the trailer market a little bit? I mean, you know, the, the, big, big section I'm, I'm guessing is dry vans and then reefers and then a lot of other things, but can, how does, um, uh, how is the market segmented and where does Great Dane play and, and, and why, why do you have strengths in, in those different segments? Yeah, so, so we play in several areas. Um, uh, we don't play in every segment of the trailer market in North America, but we, we do, our product line does consist of flatbeds, um, refrigerated trailers, and of course, dry vans. Um, we also participate in the, the, um, the truck body market as well, which I mentioned earlier. Um, so as it relates to each market, we, we serve the, the, the fragments of that, those markets at the subsets of those markets as well. So um, we do really well in the food service, LTL. Um, we're, a, we're a custom manufacturer, so we're able to, to do things that our customers um, need us to do. Um, and, and I think we serve all those markets very well. 
Very cool. Um, and uh, another piece all around the trailer market that I've always found interesting, you know, at NACFI, we're, we're following adoption of technologies and we're understanding the market. And, you know, as the economy changes, uh, you know, production of trucks and trailers and heavy tractors and the, then the commensurate axles, engines and all that can vary quite a lot. I mean, you know, I, I recall already in my career talking to some car people and they were shocked to hear that, you know, truck manufacturing, uh, you know, can go up and down 20, 30, 40%, um, uh, you know, whether there's a lot of freight to be moved or no freight to be moved. And, uh, but trailers are even more so. I mean, when you look at trailer uh, sales and trailer production, I mean, you know, in the Great Recession and then in other times, I mean, it, it goes down to really low numbers. Um, and then there's really high numbers. So um, how does the trailer industry handle that? I, I would just suppose it's more shifts, more people, just build as many as you can and then try to, you know, survive the, the tough times. Um, give us a little insight there, uh, Rob, as to how um, uh, the economy and the production scale affect the business. Yeah, so I, I would say we've gotten pretty used to up markets here in the last decade since 08 it's been pretty robust in our industry overall um, i think the the drastic swings that you you referenced are really tied to the ratios that the fleets run you know it's usually one truck to you know one plus x uh, trailers in the fleet um, so we do get hit a little bit more um, hard when things do check up um, but but the reality is you know we we're a lean organization and and over over the years, the 120 years, Great Dane's been to a few rodeos, so we know how to kind of handle uh, the downturns as well. And I think it's it's really it's strategic. You stay stay agile as you can. You have good good relationships with your vendors and your suppliers. Um, you, you you communicate and be transparent with your customers so that they, they understand what's happening as well and, and cooperate with you. Um, I think it's a combination of things, Mike. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, over, you know, I've been at this 30, 35 years, and I've seen those tough times. And, you know, uh, some of the old timers will say, you know, why did we forget that this was going to happen? You know, these downturns were going to happen. <laughs> and uh, so, so your suggestions around, you know, being agile, remembering those times, and, you know, you don't have to have a, you know, you know, a, a plan or a playbook ready to go at all times because each each sort of time's different but recognizing that it's going to happen it's probably good um but yeah thanks for that um tell us about what's new in the in the design of the technologies i mean what um let, let's start with your customers i mean what are they asking you for that's that's new and different um you know i brought up smart trailers maybe there's a piece of that um you know fuel uh technologies which nacfi follows but what are, um, what are uh, uh, customers asking for differently in trailers and how are you responding? Yeah, so I think the two big themes right now, Mike, are, are data and, and electrification. Um, I think a lot of the, the conversations revolve around what's the, what's the next step with autonomous and where, where do these trucks get to um, with electric uh, capabilities, uh, the trailer, to me and to our organization and to our customers is, is becoming a source of conversation around what can the trailer do to, to um, kind of plug into that equation and how can it help, um, you know, especially with, with, with routes extending 
the capabilities of the trucks beyond where they are today, uh, the trailer's most likely going to play a big role in that. Interesting. And so how will that, I mean, exactly then, what is that turning into with products? I mean, the, um, uh, you know, I, I would guess uh, trailer telematics um, or whatever it's called to be able to communicate back to the fleet information about the trailer. Our fleet pulse product, um, which is our backbone in our, in our, and standard in our trailers to, to help drive data to the fleet. Um, it does things like tire pressure monitoring, light out notification, uh, weight reporting. It's got GPS capabilities. Um, there's several more features in there as well that, that allow the, the customer to start getting information to make timely decisions, um, avoid maintenance issues, um, but also it'll, it'll corral enough data that they can start to focus on what would that mean as it relates to battery capabilities and things like that. So it's it's an, it's an evolving uh, part of our business and it's, it's, it's got a lot of interest from our customers because of what it can drive to them. Man, that's, I mean, that's a huge change because, you know, uh, you know, it hasn't been that long ago where there was virtually nothing right for trailers where, you know, I remember talking to fleets where they knew uh, they owned a lot of trailers they couldn't find. <laughs> yes, that, that, uh, and, that's a that's a big capability for Fleet Pulse too. If people can can know where their equipment is, know if it's loaded, um, it, it's allow them to become much much more efficient with running their fleet. Yeah, and I'm sure that includes uh, temperatures, uh, door openings, <sighs> you, you name it. And then the good thing about the conversations we're having, there's a lot of other stuff, Mike, that's coming into play, like. Is there connectability to the warehouses, to the yard trucks? I mean, there's just, there's a, a ton of, of opportunity there. The, the, the sky's the limit. I mean, as we start to think about data and how data can help us manage our businesses, um, you know, th this has got to be very significant. Um, you know, I recall talking to drivers about, you know, just, just trying to find a trailer, you know, so, you know, the country, you know, the U S is built around freight movements built around dropping and hooking trailers and, you know, dropping one and going and finding another one, but not only finding it just as to where it's located, but it's, it's, um, it's state of readiness to do things. Right. I mean, so it can communicate to that trucker driver. Yeah, I'm over here. Uh, but boy, I got one tire that's not inflated or I've got, uh, you know, an issue with my, uh, temperature or you know all kinds of things that just it just seems like be such a uh, an opportunity almost low-hanging fruit for fleets yeah you're 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 dead on how about in the area of fuel efficiency so um what's going on with uh you know trailer skirts tire inflation systems tra trailer tails i mean those emerged uh as you know post-trailer manufacturing our post-trailer manufacturing, uh, um, you know, aftermarket sort of thing. Are you are you putting those on down the factory line, and are customers ordering it? And uh, uh, how how are all those being treated? Yeah, that's um, in, in my estimation, that's becoming a mature conversation. Most most of our customers have already adopted those technologies, especially to meet the standards um, of the greenhouse gas uh, regulations. Um, and as, as a company, we, we adopted that and prepared prior to, to uh, that going live to make sure all of our facilities were ready to take care of whatever needs um, we, we would have to put on the trailers to meet those uh, regulations. 
and recently the greenhouse gas rule for trailers was was actually struck down um what kind of effect do you see there or um you know you mentioned it as mature i mean do do fleets already uh, understand the value of these technologies and buying them regardless yeah i think so it didn't really affect us at all our customer base again has really adopted those things as pretty much standard they they recognize um the value of them and and i i I don't know of anybody who's not putting something related to it on their trailer today. Wow, very cool. Um, and, and it makes a big difference. Um, with this technology, uh, you know, more technology, um, what has uh, Great Dane needed to do around, you know, service and parts and, and support? Because, um, you know, again, a lot of these uh, come with, um, you know, new technology comes with, um, you know, new things to manage at the fleet level, problems to fix, maintenance to do. Um, uh, what, what's been key to what you've had to do there? Maybe what have, you, what have you learned about offering these technologies with respect to the service and aftermarket? Yeah, so we recognized that early on that, that the challenge would be to make sure that anything we would uh, introduce to the industry um, especially to our customers, would be able to be serviced and, and have parts availability. So we actually, I don't know if you saw the announcement last year with Aurora, um, a partnership with them to, to allow us to grow our aftermarket parts presence. Um, we went from having just one PDC uh, to them having three PDCs at our availability and then uh, plans of growth to five PDCs here in the next couple of years. So um, between our, our distribution footprint and our, our dealer and branch network. Um, I think we've got it covered and we're, we're able to, to take the technology like Fleet Pulse and be able to proactively send alerts to, to our service location uh, to, have, to be ready for a customer when they get there and maximize their uptime. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as we, as we think about, you know, NACFI, we're doing a lot of work on you know, really some significant technologies, um, you know, electric trucks, hydrogen trucks, automation, and, um, you know, this topic of, of support out in the field, um, you know, going from mechanics to technicians and, you know, the uh, software and diagnosis and all that. I mean, at times it feels like um, a really big challenge. On the other hand, uh, those are skills that, uh, you know, a lot of the new generation of, uh, uh, you know, of technicians and even drivers and so forth are excited about. I mean, um, and so, yeah, uh, there's going to be a change and a challenge and we have, you know, um, shortages of those kind of, uh, you know, people and skill sets today. But I, I do think there's opportunity in, in uh, you know, the trucks and the trailers having more of the technologies to, to really, uh, you know, excite uh, the next generation of technicians. Um, you guys have, you guys think about that, talk about that? Yeah, we do. And that's, that's part of our recruiting too. When we, we, you know, we hiring uh, technicians all the time and we want to make sure that they're coming in with the best skill set. And, and if they don't, we have a, an in-house training program, uh, that gets them them credited as well. So um, we certainly we recognize it. It's important, and uh, and and we'll take all the techs that we can get. So any any techs are listening, please reach out to Great Dane. We're we're hiring. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a little plug in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a little commercial right in the middle of the podcast. No problems. Um, so 
what you said a little while ago actually surprised me. You know, when you said um, that electrification is a big part of the conversations that um, uh, that are, that that are going on, you know, that kind of surprises me a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, of course, maybe there's the the opportunity within the trailer to electrify or maybe add batteries and do some things, but um, you know, I, I've, I've been thinking that for the most part, you know, does the trailer really care if it's a diesel tractor or an electric tractor pulling it? Um, my thought is they really didn't care. I mean, um, am I missing something? Um, you know, as the, as the, as the tra tractor goes electric, does that uh, mean something different for trailers? Um, I, again, I don't think it means anything different for trailers other than the trailer becoming an essential part of helping the truck along. Um, I wish I had the world's most reliable crystal ball for this one, but the, you know, we, we are working and we have several projects and would love for you the next time you're down in the area to stop by that we're working on um, is in, in regards to battery power and things like that. I mean, the projects are already underway and, and as it relates to that, I think the future will relate to the trailer adding range somehow to the vehicle. Um, either that or bringing energy back to the grid. I mean, I think there's opportunities all over the place when it comes to, to what the trailer can provide. I think you've got some interesting ideas there, Rob. We've been thinking about it at NACVI some. I mean, the, the trailer, um, you know, one way to look at it, right, is the trailer does use energy, um, you know, refrigerated, you know, a lot um, more than, you know, lights and lift gates and and uh, you know other other devices that might be um, um, on the trailer, but you know there's um, there's two axles there, and the ability maybe to to put in some regenerative braking on those axles, and then store power that can be used um, for the trailer energy needs, or you know maybe um, you know use that power to propel the truck right at those axles. Um, that's been looked at. There's been you know, trucks built and projects going on. And, and, you know, as we continue to move forward with all this uh, sustainability and electrification, uh, that wouldn't surprise me a bit. And then, you know, you bring up another point around, um, you know, can these trucks and trailers with these batteries we're talking about be storage devices for the grid? Um, really interesting thinking there. Um, and we've even seen solar across the whole top of a trailer. So, yeah, yeah. I think, um, Many of those ideas uh, have real have real promise. Others you look at and you go, really? But um, <laughs> we yep, will uh, we'll see over time. We're right in the middle of all of it. Excellent, excellent. Um, what's your, uh, you know, can, so with respect to this electrification, um, you know, I, I don't want to, I, obviously we've talked about how that impacts Great Dane, but also you've got to be sitting there, you know, at truck shows or in the work you're doing. And, um, you know, kind of, a, you're a bit of an outsider looking at electrification. What are some of your, maybe advice or some of your thoughts or some of your maybe force for the trees uh, around electrification? Um, you know, maybe it's infrastructure or, or I don't know, but um, sort of, you know, uh, comment on, on that if you would, uh, very specifically. Yeah, so, so I think, the key is to just keep our foot on the pedal of, of innovation, Mike. I think the industry's mindset has now shifted to, to what endless possibilities could look like. Um, it's going to take big ideas. It's going to take strategic partnerships. Um, I think the more people that are at the table um, discussing all the things that are now interconnected, 
I think is really the key to success in the in in whatever would come. Something I'd like to kind of close with as we come to the end of our time together, Rob, is that you know there are a lot of people working on the tractor and the powertrain. And we've got, you know, regulators looking at, um, you know, the ACT rule in California and other states. We've got um, NGOs and, and so many people. Um, uh, it feels like there's a lot more attention on trucking than there ever, ever has been, but maybe not so much on trailers. I mean, what is it uh, or a couple of things that, that you would like the bigger trucking population, uh, maybe the people who aren't thinking about trailers, what should they know about trailers? that can help them do their work? I mean, what's what's some key things if, if we had them on this, many of them are listening. So what are some of those keys, Rob, that people should know about trailers that, that they don't know? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'll go back to kind of where we started with this. You know, trailers um, were always, like you referred to, a box on wheels to some folks and and the advancements in the industry have been such that, you know, during COVID, um, I, I really don't think there was anything more essential than getting people healthy than, than the transportation of goods and how online purchasing and, and stuff delivered to the home picked up. Um, the trailers did a bunch of that lifting. And, and I think, you know, if, if people can continue to realize that there's other potentials for the trailer to do things to help, um, you know, freight efficiency in general, um, number one, we're open for that discussion, and I think uh, I think as it relates to the trailer, we'll see see that become even more evident as time goes on here. But at, at the end of the day, it's a critical piece of of moving goods. Hey, Rob, it's been a pleasure having you um, share your insights with us. Uh, I got a number of questions that uh, we'll save for another time, but um, thanks for joining us, and and really thanks for the great work you guys do there, and and at Great Dane, and really the whole trailer industry. Uh, best to you and thanks for your efforts thank you too mike appreciate it freight efficiency with knackfee's mike roth and friends